Hello, everyone. I'm Amanda Little. This is the Serenity Now podcast, and you're listening to episode number eight. Today, I'm speaking with Neil Gresham. Neil has a variety of different healing modalities that he practices. He's going to share with us today how he incorporates them into his life and how they can help you with your life. Welcome to Serenity Now, Neil. Thank you. Nice to be here. I'm really excited for us to uh, have this talk today. So you're coming to us, well, you're talking to us from Louisiana, right? Yeah, I'm in Lafayette, Cajun country. Awesome. That's cool. Um, And I have to say, like, I just, I really enjoy talking to you because you have just such a, a cool accent, which it's not super strong, but it's just that, you know, nice little Southern, it's nice. It's cool. Well. Yeah, I guess it's it's very much southern compared to where you are, huh? It is, but yeah. it's you, it's not a super strong. Like you don't sound a ton different than you know all the people around here. Mm-hmm. Well, if you like me to crank it up, I can do that for you. <laughs> I think I like it natural. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair fair enough. <laughs> oh, okay, so our conversation today. Um, because you do a whole bunch of different things, which actually most of the people that I'm talking to, I find do more than one particular practice. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty common in our, in our kind of feel in our field, or at least the people that I hang out with that I know, uh, do you find that, that most people do more than one thing? Um, yeah, I would, I would say that like a, a path of a healer kind of follows. Yeah certain a certain thread and whether you know you're working in a garden or doing massage therapy or teaching yoga um, lots of people are are eclectic and have those different tools in their tool bag yeah I always like I really I like how you put that the path of a healer because I never think of myself as a healer but the things that, yeah, the things that we do, they are, that's, that's the realm that it's in, isn't it? Is healing. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, practicing yoga to, to kind of restore our bodies and our minds to a, a more holistic state. And uh, in doing so, we, we heal ourselves, but we also heal the, the world around us by doing that. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so on that note, why don't you tell us what what is it that you do in your or your healing journey? Do you want to tell us how you came to where you are now, and you can highlight the things that you that you teach and that you enjoy along the way? Sure, I'll give it my best shot. Okay, take us back somewhere to like beginning, <laughs> wherever you like. <laughs> how did you get into all of this? Um, well, whenever I was around 18 or 19, I had never really been into sports too much, but I was interested in my physicality and, and moving my body. Okay. I, f- I found a Pilates tape that my mom had, and I tried that out, and I, I liked it. I liked some of the movements, but uh, still kind of lacking something. I didn't know what, but... And then... From there, I found a Tai Chi, David Carradine's Tai Chi Mm -hmm. uh, DVD that 
um, I watched regularly for a long time. Um, That's cool. This is like David Carradine, the, the actor, right? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. Also, around that time, I was I was looking away, looking for a way to channel some of my inner frustration, my my inner like teen angst that had always kind of been been there throughout my life. Yeah. And with that Tai Chi and then eventually finding yoga, um, which occurred when I attended a meeting at a local head shop called the Gypsy Market. There was a Wiccan meeting and I had a little bit of an idea of what Wiccan, the Wiccan religion was, but something drew me to it. And so I attended this meeting and um, during which there was a meditation on chakras. Okay. And this is what spoke to me, this meditation on chakras. So I, mm. I looked up chakras and found a chakra balancing workbook by Anna Dea Judith. Okay. And ordered it online, and that was my first, my first introduction to yoga. And then teachers wow. came after that. Teachers um, came. Yeah. They just showed up. Yeah, the, um, sweet. I think it was like the second yoga studio in Lafayette just kind of um, appeared, and there was also a teacher at the college that I was attending at, at UL. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was like I was I was seeking some tool to to understand myself. Right. Yeah. And so that's how I I began. I'm super grateful to have yoga in my life of course um and over the years it's it's kind of changed in in what it means for me but overall i'd say just as a way to get back to the self and to equanimity you know within the mind being able to navigate things from a calm peaceful place yeah when did you start teaching after I graduated from school in 2009, I, I did the yoga teacher training at Lafayette Center for Yoga, and I had been I had been practicing there regularly throughout school. So my teachers actually asked me if I wanted to become a teacher, and a little bit of consternation. I finally accepted and yeah. figured, eh, well, if I'm natural at this, maybe I should just kind of give it a go. And then, okay, so you you weren't quite sure about doing the training and then you did it and when did you when did you realize that you enjoyed it or that you were good at it or it was your calling or did you did you realize that <laughs> <laughs> I started to really enjoy it during the training like I okay. kind of realized that it was something that you know um, the training was challenging yeah and like you know moved you out of your comfort zone but I really still felt very at home in doing the training because I had practiced so much. Right. Okay. What did you go to school for? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I I started in art and then I spent a few semesters in nursing. And whenever I got to the clinical part, it was like the tests were way difficult. And so after that, I moved on to general studies with a concentration in behavioral science okay yeah. that makes sense though like the nursing is the healing part mm -hmm. and behavioral sciences is this whole you know figuring things out like yourself figuring out yourself yeah absolutely yeah. 
cool. I, I found that that part of my education was absolutely perfect for me to step into teaching yoga after I had experienced uh, classes in psychology and cognitive science and right. um, these things. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And so now you teach yoga and your business, you have a vehicle, right? Right. Yeah. You could call it my, my platform, I guess. Sure. Okay. So what is the platform that you use within your business for, for yoga or for mm. the things that you do, the t- things that you offer in your business? Well, it's we I call it the, the ambulance. Right. The name of the business is the Om Balance Yoga. Yeah. And it's a, it's a 91 Ford Econoline uh, diesel ambulance that's been converted into a on-site wellness vehicle. Right. Um, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's brilliant. Like it's such a great idea. And so uh, just so different and cool and people must remember it. Like it's so memorable and especially the name, the ambulance. (laughs) Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) And you have fridge magnets, which I have one of your fridge magnets. Yeah, gotta have a good calling card. Yeah, um, yes. Okay, and I think, I do believe you told me one time that the the ambulance still had the speakers on the top. It does, yeah, and for for a while I would be, you know, I'd ride down the road and occasionally do like a little Shanti Om chant or a, you know, Om Mane Padme Om or... Especially any time I would go over the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so would you do that when people are around? Yeah, to some degree. I okay. mean, it's it's loud enough to where you can hear it from, from a pretty far distance. Okay. But I wouldn't want to, like, blast it in anybody's face. <laughs> right. What kind of reaction do you get? Um, generally, driving the, the ambulance around, it either evokes joy yeah. or people just look very confused and maybe <laughs> maybe even frightened sometimes oh no <laughs> it, i think it has something to do with it the actual ohm symbol people are oh. you know that familiar with it and maybe right link it to some i don't know terrorist organization or something oh, okay so <laughs> how far spread is yoga or or how popular at least is yoga in louisiana where i'm at in lafayette it's it's fairly popular Uh, there are there are a number of studios but it's always kind of had this up and down type of uh relationship with this town most recently there's been a kind of an influx of power yoga Okay. Baptiste style, which it has it has some philosophical grounding, but it, it's more geared toward athleticism. Right. It's yoga for a workout. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Do they do that hot? <clears throat> is Baptiste hot? Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we have any Baptiste here in Edmonton. It's surprising. And I understand it's a, it's a pretty widely popular style. Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I, I don't know if there's anybody who teaches it here. Hmm. Anyway, okay, so you have your ambulance, and you do you do programs within it? Well, the the most that I've done has been like sitting out at a at an art walk downtown, okay. like, like okay. an art event, and having people come in and like do like a spirit animal reading or oh, nice. 
offer like sound healing with the gong, people laying inside of it. Uh, okay. All right. So aside from yoga, you said that you do sound healing. What, what else do you have in your arsenal that you enjoy? What practices? The, the gong is, has been a really, a really powerful influence in my life. Um, okay. Experience of being gonged. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as far as like using that as a tool, it's almost like an instant transmission of, of meditation because it, it takes the mind into a, a place of stillness because, you know, the sound from it is, it's similar to a mantra or it's similar to like the ohm. Right. You know, um, so that has been, it's been a, a, a nice offering that I've been able to, to utilize in Lafayette and people, people of all sorts, um, love sound healing. Okay. You know, it's not just limited to like yoga people. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what do you, what do you do with that? I, I haven't had anybody on the podcast yet that's talked about sound healing. Do you want to go a little bit into it? Um, sure. Yeah. Sound healing is just, it's almost like another way, I mean, to compare it to yoga, it's an, another way to like reach that state of relaxation that we feel in Shavasana. Okay. Sort, sort of like this complete stillness, complete relaxation where you can just allow your body to rest, allow your mind to rest. And that's all done just through the through through the sound wave through the vibration that the gong and you know, other instruments provide mm -hmm. do you use anything besides a gong I've, I've used uh drums and bells okay i have a couple of small singing bowls nice yeah why do you like it mm. um or what does it do for you how has it changed your life or affected your life or has it? <laughs> I'm making an assumption here. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a far out story, I guess. But I, I guess I can share it. It's um, it was one time that I was at a, a tantric vinyasa conference in Dallas, and okay. I attended a Kundalini yoga class, and it's kind of like typical for for the teacher to use the gong sometimes in, in kundalini but yeah after i had this experience of of hearing the the gong um i saw in my mind's eye i saw a uh, i guess what i could describe as like one of my teachers or guides and um in this vision like he spoke some words to me saying like something along the lines of like you're on the right path keep going and so you know, I, can I just clarify for a sec, was this like an actual teacher that you've had in, in the flesh or was this like a spirit teacher, spirit guide? Yeah, it was, it was like in my mind's eye. It was, uh, oh no, but I mean the teacher that you saw in your mind's eye, was this someone who is alive oh. or some, like you're one of your spirit guides? No, he just looked like an, like a, an Indian dude. Okay. So not someone that you know? No. Okay. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> it's it feels kind of funny talking about it. Um, oh no, totally! Like I I have so many friends that we all do stuff like this. So 
just keep going with it. We're all, we all get you. Okay. <laughs> Whoever's listening, okay. I'm sure they're going to get you too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So sorry. Uh, you were, you were there Kundalini class using the gong, your, your guide, your teacher comes to you and yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, just that experience alone was enough to say like, well, there's a lot of power in this. And if you're, if you're open to it, you can do things with it. And, um, it wasn't too long after that that I, I got to borrow my friend's gong and slowly started to learn how to use it and became passionate about it and then eventually got my own. Okay. And, you know, throughout the time that I've been, I've been using it, there's been probably a handful of times um, somebody will come up after the session and, and tell me, they experienced this or felt that or like there's so much uh, potential in, in clearing I think and creating a conduit to spirit through sound healing and gong it's incredible mm-hmm. cool what other <laughs> practices do you have that you use that you like to have like to uh, offer to people and use for yourself um, Thai, Thai yoga massage oh, yeah. or, or just Thai yoga is a, uh, is a really great tool for, for healing and movement. Okay. And tell us about that. Cause I haven't had anybody on speaking about that either. You're like, I could do like five or six episodes with you, Neil. <laughs> we could do one on each of the things, <laughs> each of the different modalities and practices that you offer. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is Thai yoga or Thai yoga massage? Besides Ta- fabulous, fabulous, yeah. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's, um, it's a system of, of massage that developed alongside yoga in the, in the Ayurvedic aspect. Um, so it's been around a long time, and it's almost like somebody doing yoga for you. It incorporates stretching different energy points, uh, energy lines in the body. And um, it's just overall a way to to feel great, you know. Um, a friend of mine I was working on today, she said, it's almost like, it's almost like doing yoga and, and being cuddled at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's both people who are practicing, you know, you keep your clothes on and... Right. You get, you're close to the person, you're picking up their limbs and like seated behind them and all these, these different, um, ways of being that you really feel connected to the person that you're, that's working on you. Um, a good, a good way to, to describe that, I guess, is, uh, when I went to Thailand and I experienced like traditional Thai massage from these ladies that were you know 40 50 years old it was like like loving like mother energy okay so beautiful yeah. um it, it incorporates using meta or loving kindness right and so it's it's has this meditative aspect to it as well which i think is just fantastic because you know your intention and the way that you do something is is what is what you feel from it nice now do you do you integrate all of the things that you do together or do you offer them separately or um 
How do you use you know, all these things? A lot of people that will come to class, come to my classes, like will be interested in, in the other things like Thai massage or sound healing. So I kind of use my role as a teacher to kind of guide people into deeper um, understanding of these healing modalities. Okay. And so, you know, somebody say, you know, feeling really good doing my yoga. Oh, well, maybe you want to try Thai massage. It, it, it couples well with yoga, you know. It's good for the body to have somebody stretch you. And same thing, like somebody will say, you know, I've been feeling pretty anxious lately and yoga is great, but maybe need some other form of meditation. Okay, well, come come by and do a gong session. Right. You know? it's, it's just remarkable how how open people can be, you know, whenever they're in a place that they trust you and they feel like, you know, you're really there for their well-being. It's not always as easy to get people to, like, come into the van to get a, a gong <laughs> session, like, like off the street, you know? <laughs> Had some challenges with that, but it's, it's understandable. I could um, see that maybe being a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So when we're recording this, we're still in the middle of our COVID pandemic <laughs> because mm -hmm. 2020 has been such a a fantastic year so far. <laughs> yeah. Do you Big year for growth? Oh my gosh! Have <clears throat> you looked back at all the things that have happened this year? This is like miraculous that we have fit all of these things into. We're only halfway through the year, and this yeah, is yeah. incredible. Okay, so back to what I was saying. We're in the middle, still in the middle of COVID nineteen, and so what are you finding with? I mean, I'm assuming first of all that you're not teaching as much, probably, right? Right, about half of half. what I usually teach. Okay, <laughs> and so. What are you finding or what are your feelings with all of these different practices that you do and that you offer and you share with people and their importance now? I mean, in our life in general, the way that it is in 2020, but also during a pandemic. Hmm. Well, um, I think it's it's still vitally important that people have these, these services offered. Um, a friend of mine told me the other day that there's that shortage of anti-anxiety medication that is happening in the U.S. and That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I believe it's it's probably directly related to the lack of, of things that are available for people to, to do um, as far as relaxation. Now, you know, online classes are mm -hmm. great. I think you can get a lot out of learning from a teacher online. Um, it's not quite the same as going to class. Right. But overall, what flows from the practices of yoga and sort of in the idea of reconnecting to self and to nature, like, I hope that, I guess I'm just hoping that people remember that that's, that can be done, you know, even outside of the yoga studio, right. especially outside of the yoga studio in nature. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking the other day before this, you were saying something about because we're still in this lockdown well lockdown whatever it is we're you know spending more time away from people than we are with people right now 
that you were starting to view or how people could view their their home more as a sanctuary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, really like that idea. I do, too. I think that, you know, the, the environment that we're in, it's a reflection of our state of mind. And every corner, every little space in the home can, can be potentially a sacred space because of the intentionality that you put into how you place an object or, you know, setting up an altar or that idea lending itself to ritual and, again, intentionality. Right. It's it's crucial, I think, for people to help maintain a, a peace, a peaceful state of mind. It's interesting that you, like, you put it that way, that our, what was it, you said our environment we're in is a reflection of our minds. I am... Um, <laughs> My house is a disaster. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yes. Very, very much so. And it's shocking. <laughs> well, uh, no. Uh, my, <laughs> my mother would disagree with you. <laughs> the way that I used to keep my bedroom when I was a teenager, no. Um, but mm. it's gotten worse during this, you know, pandemic time. And Interesting. Like, I have my workspace, which has been cluttered and my bookshelf has been super cluttered and then I have my little meditation space just keeps getting more cluttered and our kitchen uh-huh. which I will say we don't have a dishwasher so mm. this I feel like it's more of a reason that our place our kitchen is cluttered it's more understandable but it's mm. like we've gotten to the point a few times during the pandemic where we have no no clean utensils. <laughs> yeah. And I totally am noticing how scattered my mind is. And, you know, every once in a while, like I'll get lost in it though. I'll get lost in it and I won't think anything of it. I'll just be lost in this scatteredness. And then every once in a while I have this, you know, sort of glimpse of, I don't know what you would call it, but. I realized, glimpse of realization, I guess, that, hey, I'm so scattered because everything around me is scattered. And just like you said, my environment is reflecting my mind and my mind is reflecting my environment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if we're in this time of stress and anxiety, if we can take our practices and bring them into our environment and sort of embrace this sanctuary that we could be in, that could be much nicer, couldn't it? Yeah, I, I would say so. Especially because we're, you know, kind of given no choice. Yes. Okay, you also practice Tai Chi, and you teach Tai Chi as well, don't you? I do. It's a simplified version of uh, Qigong. Okay. And that's just, you know, the basic flow of energy. It uses certain movements in Tai Chi. Um I've been doing that since as long as I've been teaching yoga. And you have? Okay. Yeah. Really, I only only teach three classes a week to um, mostly senior citizens at the Lord's Fitness Center where I'm where I'm at. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great it's a great practice. Um, gentle, meditative. Uh, also, can be powerful. You know. Yeah. The predecessor to kung fu. So there's this. Okay. The mar- martial um, 
that's why that's why David Carradine was doing it, right? That's right. Is that the name of his show, Kung Fu? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Back in the seventies. Yeah. And and the young guy that he had on, his grasshopper guy. He's a Canadian actor. That's that's right. He's in Heartland, or he was in Heartland, which was filmed in Calgary, which is just south of where I live. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I believe that that is Kung Fu the Legend, the Legend Continues, oh, okay. which is which was filmed like in the nineties. Probably um, yeah, because originally David Carradine was like the. Uh, oh, he was the young guy. Yeah, he was the grasshopper. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's a great show. Like it, it touches on social injustice and like uh, just how how to be a kind human, and I loved it. I watched it maybe like a year ago. Nice. Okay, so you have a YouTube channel you've started, right? I do. Okay. And oh, Mm. by the way, I went to check it out, and there's a climber with your name. (laughs) That's right, Neil Gresham. He's a uh, British guy. Is he? I didn't watch any of his stuff. I just, I was searching, yeah, Neil Gresham, and and this climber came up, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's one of the most famous rock climbers in the world. Is he? Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. But you're Neil Gresham, the yoga guy. And so one of the the um, videos you have on there, and actually you have you did a bit I've noticed during um, during the pandemic, during our our shutdown of things, um, that you've been doing pole dancing. <laughs> I've noticed it on your Facebook. You do some Facebook lives every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I sure I sure do. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy dance as a as a way to meditate and um as a way to express and uh yeah i have i have a pole in my yoga space that whenever i'm feeling called and kind of you know maybe just needing to get some energy out needing to I'll, i'll do a little practice and video myself um for purposes of, I guess, ins- inspiring people, and also yeah. maybe, may- maybe there's a little bit of comedic value in some of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting, and I just, I really enjoy how you're talking about all of these things that you do, and they all have this quality of meditation and sort of this yogic way of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I really believe that. You know, if you're if you're practicing yoga with a capital Y, right? You know, um, that is that permeates everything that you do. Yeah. Um, in 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 the best sense, and that's including washing your dishes. <laughs> <laughs> T- Tig Nhat Han would. Uh, yes. Would say that for he sure. He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah. But really, you know, whatever we're doing, whatever we're um, experiencing, if we're fully in it, if we're fully embracing the, the presentness that it brings, then we're in that state of yoga. Right. You know, and that's where it that's where it ends, and that's where it, it begins in the present moment. Right. And, I don't know. I guess. I guess in my case, physicality being in my body 
really helps me to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going to put out there to you, and I'm not sure why I'm asking you this, but I'm interested to see what you would say to it. Um, because you do so many different things, if you could only choose one, mm. what would you pick? Hmm. And why? Um, well... Or are they all so similar, really, in the underlyingness of them, that there is no separation? That's that's kind of that's kind of the answer that I was going for. <laughs> yeah. So I guess if I had to, I would say yoga. But you know, yoga would be my pick too. But <clears throat> yeah, that yoga is in is is in every. It's in all of it. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. So. So maybe I could get out with that technicality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they are. And back to you know what I was saying before is that it's so nice hearing how you have everything sort of all infused with this yogic way of living. I, I try, you know, I try to, and um, there's there's a lot of enjoyment that comes from that. Trying to live in a simple way with you know the aspect of helping others as a as a main um, way of being mm-hmm. and helping myself you know or doing my own yoga to explore and but offering it offering it back right mm-hmm. nice you know I think of all the people that I have met you would be one that I would say I could see you being a monk hmm <laughs> <laughs> I could though. I could see you being in that lifestyle. That's that's an interesting thought. Um, the the quiet, the calm, the stillness. Mm. You that's the energy you give off. Is it's very it's very calm, and there's a stillness to it. And and I mean, I know you're not like that all the time. I'm sure. Yeah, I can get but, pretty rowdy sometimes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there's been a few people that I've had as guests on that I've met at the retreat center in Costa Rica at Blue Spirit. And uh-huh. you are one of them as well. And I know when we were there, there was, um, what was it, the, the dance party? the um, Oh, yeah. Shiva Ray was there. <laughs> Shiva Ray. Well, that was the one at the end. I was talking about, yeah. I forgot she was there. Yeah. Um, I was talking about the one that was at uh, the Bodhi Tree. Oh, did you yeah, go to that? Ex- you were at that one, right? The yeah, ecstatic yeah. dance party. Uh-huh. That's what the it was. Ecstatic dance. Uh-huh. Yes, which that the the you that was there was not super. You, that was not monkish. <laughs> 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 but you do. You have this sort of quality and this energy about you that's just really calming and chill and um, sort of soothing. Well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's very nice. Um, that's that's my preferred kind of state of being to really like slow down and kind of like just try to be considerate of yeah. the surroundings of people and you know um, it's not it's not always easy uh, I've been to Thich Nhat Hanh's monastery in Mississippi and oh, nice yeah I got to spend I think it was five days listening to different him him he was actually there listening to he him was. lecture yeah oh this I was, was gonna in, ask I think it was 2014 sweet um, I didn't realize that he had a, a place in Mississippi 
Yeah. It's about an hour south of Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it was beautiful. I think there's a lot of a, a lot of beauty that surrounds that way of living. Um, I guess mm-hmm. the only the only thing that I could see about it that wouldn't really line up in my in my life is like I like being an active a, a more active part of being in my community and sort of like setting an example by uh, by participating mm-hmm. more. Okay. At least I'd like, I'd like to try, you know, I try to do right. that. So you have all of these different practices that you, you teach or you share. Like, what advice would you give to people who are brand new to any of it that were trying to figure out what they like? Mm. Or what would be good for them to try? I think trying anything with an open mind and uh, without expectation, you know. I think there's there's so much emphasis on, like, am I going to be good at this? Sure. And, okay. and I don't know. I think that's so, it defeats the purpose because of that that way that the mind is is grasping towards I want this right and if it doesn't happen well then you think you failed or something like that right okay um so go in with that type of attitude whatever it is you know yoga try different teachers not everybody you know teaching yoga is like like cooking you know gumbo where (laughs) you you have a recipe and you know, it might be a lot different than somebody else's. So there are a lot of different flavors, you know. Okay. Open mind. Also, none of none of it's that serious, I think. I think people get kind of locked into a mindset of, of a lot of seriousness that's unnecessary. Right. Um, whether it's like judging themselves or whatever. Kind of like to see life as, as like a it's like a ride it's like a game and we're we're moving through it so why not move through it with like a curiosity uh joyfulness and openness to to experience things without without feeling so stifled within the the human experience you know yeah nice Hmm. i like that so if people wanted to find you online follow what you're doing or connect with you how might they do that? Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I have, I have a, a website, ownbalanceyoga.com. Okay. And I will put um, all of the links for this in the show notes too. Okay. I actually have two Instagrams now, and, and one is just for, um, it's called Mushroom Daddy. Okay. <laughs> it's, What's it's that about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about, uh, it's about, foraging for mushrooms cultivating edible mushrooms basically anything mushroom related it's kind of oh cool so this is this is kind of like my hobby on the side it's something i've been doing yeah over the over the quarantine i've uh ordered some tools and a couple of things to to be able to inoculate um logs mushroom logs and i'm stockpiling them on the side of my my fence outside and Hopefully, that's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully, with some luck, in a year or so, I'll have I'll have enough mushrooms to be able to share with the community and and, uh, be able to expound on the on the benefits of eating mushrooms. Wow. 
Okay, and we are talking like just regular edible mushrooms, or are we talking like psychedelic? Psycho- um, yeah, or both. For, for the most part, I mean, for the most part, I, I they, hope they, you <laughs> want to share the psychedelics with the whole neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, there's there's definitely that element to it as well. You know, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit less sort of taboo. It's kind of taboo, I guess you would say. But right. you know, if you follow, if you follow any of the the things that are happening in the more progressive parts of the country uh, yeah. in in the U.S., they're you know they're making discoveries with the use of psychedelics, right. uh, psychedelic mushrooms and therapy and post-traumatic stress and even like neurogenesis of the brain, like being able to regrow neurons and all of it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I just think that the, the more people know about it, the more they'll be open to it and, right. uh, you know, could be, just could be one, one other modality of of healing in the right. world nice are you running anything online i'm about to start classes online again i haven't posted one in a while okay and then normally um in lafayette like where do you teach um several different places one of which is a donation-based studio called little creek yoga it's uh it's on jefferson street in the Camellia House, it's a big white house. Uh, I also teach at the Space Yoga Studio, which is a heated studio, but I'm teaching yin classes there. Okay. Lord's Fitness Center. Nice. Okay. So there's a variety of places that people could find you, either online or in person, when sure. when things are being offered in person again, of course. Yeah, and yeah. and private private lessons, small groups, and so on and so forth are all, that's always uh, an option too. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Is there anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with? Any thoughts or advice or something that I haven't asked you about that you'd like to share? Any bits of wisdom? So at this time where we're you know in transition in the world and i believe that it's it's a really good time to to focus on what's going on within and the potential of what could be you know i feel like i feel like the potential for anything is is available right now if we kind of tap in use our intuition and our focus to to go where we want to go um so, you know, self-care as a practice, I think, crucial. Um, remembering to reconnect to nature and to, uh, to also cultivate kindness to the whole world. You know, no matter what you feel about, like, you know, one issue or another. Right. So many people are going through so much darkness right now that, yeah. you know, if you have the ability to, to shine a light, then do it. And, and everybody does, you know, it doesn't take, um, it's not that complicated, you know, just to be kind, be, be love, remember that we're all connected. So th- those things, I, I guess I would say. Yeah, nice. You know, actually, I have one more thing to ask you about. 
which I'm, I'm guessing this is kind of where you were going with all of this, but how do you see this whole COVID thing being? I'm, and I mean, not the part of, you know, a whole bunch of people getting sick and people dying and everything, because that's, you know, it's not a nice thing that's happening, but um, sort of on a different level, on an energetic level of what this whole pandemic has brought or has given us the opportunity for in the world. What is that for you? Hmm. Or um, is that exactly what you were just talking about? I would say that that's a part of it, that slowing down and, and remembering, you know, what's important in life, mm-hmm. I think is, is the big, is one of the bigger takeaways, you know, um, because we're constantly so distracted by just one thing after the next, whether it's our day-to-day uh, schedule in our lives or what's thrown at us through the media or whatever you know platforms that come through in our lives but just taking a step back taking a pause and and remembering like okay i am i am a being of this earth um recognizing that and and knowing that something to consider is taking care of the earth taking care of each other and taking care of the earth right okay well this has been a great conversation neil Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, thank you so much for being on with me. It's been great. A big thanks to Neil for being on the show today. And huge appreciation to all of you for listening. So wherever you are, take a moment, pause what you're doing. Let your neck relax. Let your jaw relax. Take a nice full deep breath in. And a full deep breath out. (sighs) Have a wonderful day and find your serenity now.